Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine radio show. The show that is so bad, it'll never be referred to as in the good old days. Now, I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is the Pipes Magazine radio show, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining weekly broadcast coming to you from the smoke-filled recording studio built here at my office. I am your host, Brian Levine, for our 45 minutes of fun and pipes and pipe tobacco and all things that we love. So, hey, in today's episode, I'm going to talk about filter system pipes. The difference between a filter pipe, the difference between a system pipe, talk about some of the features, talk about some of the uh, history of uh, filter slash system pipes. Uh, my guest today, Father Dave Kobach. Father Dave is a uh, Franciscan friar and uh, got a chance to sit down with him a week or two ago and you'll hear what we talked about. Uh, later on in the show, Mailbag Rant music, specifically for the season. I'll bring back some Dan Locklear for us. And uh, hey, since I guess the Mayans were wrong and the Sherman brothers were right. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. There's a great big beautiful tomorrow and tomorrow's just a dream away. There is a great big beautiful tomorrow right after uh, December 21st, and they seem to keep rolling uh, rolling along. That song was uh, written for the Carousel of Progress. Anybody remember the Carousel of Progress? Uh, first premiered at the New York World's Fair, built by Disney, then moved to Disneyland, and then uh, moved to Walt Disney World in Florida, where it still remains, and it is one of the few attractions left. In fact, I think it might be the only one left where there's a pipe smoker featured in it, and the father on the Carousel of Progress is still smoking his pipe, so... I want to say thank you to SmokingPipes.com and thank you to you folks for tuning in. Uh, Let's get this show going. There's nothing quite like hunting at dawn or smoking my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe, an American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. Check them out at corncobpipe.com. Smokingpipes.com has been my family's tradition for over 10 years. My granddad enjoys his evening pipe on the front porch. My father prefers his in the study, and well, me, I like to hang outside the local coffee shop with a pipe in one hand and my smartphone in the other. The best selection is at Smokingpipes.com. They always have the exact pipe I'm looking for. Savinelli, Peterson, Dunhill, and great stuff from dozens of top artisans around the world. Plus, they have over 70 tobacco brands with 750 blends to choose from. Lighters, tampers, tobacco jars, yep, they have that too. But the best part about SmokingPipes.com is that it's easy to order from my computer, tablet, or even my smartphone. And if Granddad has trouble with technology, he can always call them at 1-888-366-0345. I heard that. Do you think I'm deaf? I'm the one who told you about SmokingPipes.com, and I had a smartphone before you. You kids today, blah, blah. SmokingPipes.com. Make it your family tradition. I'm Adam Remington, and you're listening to the Pipes Magazine radio show. 
Welcome back in just a minute, uh, Father Dave Kobach. In the meantime, in pipe parts, let's talk about pipe filters, pipe si uh, system pipes, and this is 100% my opinion, and I am the leading expert on my opinion. So here's how I define them. A filter pipe is a pipe where the smoke is forced through a medium. Whether the medium be a charcoal filter or a piece of paper, whatever it is, the smoke is forced through. That membrane or that medium takes particles out of the smoke and then the rest of it passes on. A system pipe to me is a pipe where the smoke has a free travel through, but yet they've devised some way of trying to extract moisture or additionally cool them. Let me go back in history and kind of try to define a little bit of what I think I'm talking about, and maybe some of this will make sense to you. In my opinion, the first system pipe was really the Gord Calabash. The Gord Calabash, with its small bowl set on top of the large gourd for an open-air area, that whole area inside the gourd is simply there to allow the, moist, allow the moisture to build up in there and to allow the smoke to cool down in that big secondary chamber. So, are you with me so far? Now, as far as I know, that is the original system pipe. System pipes that are world-renowned are the Peterson system. And what happens inside the Peterson system is there is a little well inside the shank where the moisture is allowed to fall down and it stops the moisture from coming up the stem at you. Most bent pipes do almost the identical thing. They allow the moisture to stay down. However, Peterson expanded that area inside the shank to allow the moisture to build up in there. Other system pipes that we've seen through the years may include a metal a metal pipe with multiple chambers inside of it below the bowl. Um, my own Brigham pipes, those are considered to be system pipes. Going back into what a filter pipe is, the most popular is the 9mm charcoal filter. Charcoal is put inside a 9mm size filter. The smoke goes through the charcoal. The charcoal extracts or filters down the harshness of the smoke. It also captures all the moisture. By drawing it through the charcoal, and this is almost the same charcoal that's used in uh, fish tanks and air filtration systems, that smooths out the smoke. Now, it does restrict the flow of the smoke, so some people don't like that. Some of those filters have also been scaled down to 6mm filters. So it's just a smaller diameter, allows for a little less smoke to come through, also makes the pipe a little more, uh, a little thinner, a little more elegant looking. EA Carry, the Carry Magic Inch Pipe, that is a combination, in my opinion, of a filter and a system. There's a piece of paper that goes over the shank or over the tenon in there, and that paper filter filters out some of the harshness of the smoke. At the same time, it's got a little vent on the side to allow venting to come through and allow air to mix in. So you get the cool air from outside, then you get the smoke going through the little paper filter, and that just helps cool it down. 
There's been a couple of other little devices to filter with. There's these things called keystones that people have sprinkled in the bottom of the bowl, and they're to attract the moisture and kind of filter the smoke as it goes through. Uh, Dunhill, originally, the inner tube was meant as a way to kind of radiate the moisture and grab it and to help keep the interior of the pipe clean. And then Dunhill also started using bamboo, or I believe they called it wangi, as a natural filter. They'd leave the inside of the bamboo raw, and that would help attract the moisture, and they thought it would kind of filter it, but what it really did was it just attracted the moisture and helped kind of cool the smoke down. Now we use bamboo not only as a way to help cool it or be able to cool the smoke going through it faster than natural briar does, but it's also an attractive-looking adornment. One of the most popular of all-time pipe systems is the K. Woody Stinger or the K. Woody Drinkless. And when you see anything referred to as a stinger, it's a metal piece that is attached to the tenon of the stem. The pipe is reamed out inside the shank so it allows for extra room for it. What that does is it redirects the moisture either high, uh, it redirects the smoke either high over the stinger or around the sides of it and the forces the moisture to condensate on the stinger and to gather inside the shank. The K. Woody drinkless or stinger system has been adapted by many, many brands over the years, but K. Woody still is the standard for the use of a stinger. Those stingers are also removable, and you'll hear a lot of pipe guys talk about how they remove the stinger from their pipe. If you remove the stinger from the pipe, you still get a good smoking pipe and you're able to run a pipe cleaner through it. But you don't get the original concept of the K. Woody drinkless system or the K. Woody stinger. The other more popular selling system pipe is uh, Savinelli with their balsa, f uh, their balsa filter systems. And those are little small triangles of wood that are placed in a spot designed into the shank and that little soft piece of balsa wood just sucks up the moisture as the smoke is going through it. It really doesn't change the taste of it. So all you elitists out there that are only smoking pure tin and mortise pipes, I'm sure you've probably wondered why would anybody want to smoke a filter pipe or a system pipe? Well, let me tell you my reason. If I'm going to be out for the day and I'm only going to carry one pipe with me, I like to have a system pipe. It makes it a whole lot easier for me to clean out the pipe, smoke it over again without the pipe getting inundated in moisture. Having something that captures the moisture all in one area keeps the pipe drier and cooler so I can smoke it multiple times during the day. The other time that I smoke a system pipe is if I'm smoking a blend that is really young and I want to try it without dealing with a bunch of young tobacco taste or I want it to take the edge off of it. Maybe I'm smoking a blend that I like the taste of but it's just too harsh for me. I might throw it into one of my system pipes and that'll help take the edge off of it, soften it up a little bit. So those are my opinions. That's my thoughts on it. 
if you got anything else that you want to add to that, please feel free to post it on the forums. Again, I said this is my opinion, and I'm not an expert on the area, but I thought we'd share it. I think it's important enough that uh, everybody understand that I think there's a difference between a system and a filter pipe, and why do we have system and filter pipes? So hang with me. Father Dave coming up in just a minute. This is Internet Radio. Do you need a reliable source for ordering pipes and tobacco? Do you find it difficult to get your favorite blends outside of the U.S.? Fournoggins.com stocks all of your favorite pipes and tobaccos and ships all over the world. All forms of payment are accepted and orders are processed the same day. There are no worries when ordering from Fournoggins.com. Fournoggins.com is your source for all of your pipes and tobacco needs. We ship in the U.S. and international with no worries. Fournoggins.com for all of your pipes and tobacco needs. Welcome to the Pipes Magazine radio show, Father Dave Kobach. Father Dave is the first member of the clergy to be on the show, but not only that, he's also the first member of the forums to be on the show. So welcome, Father Dave. Thank you. First, tell, tell us about yourself. Tell everybody about yourself. Okay, I am a, uh, I am a Franciscan friar that's a member of a religious order, Order of Friars Minor. Uh, you probably recognize me, uh, or any Franciscan, in a long brown robe and the hood and the white cord. And sandals are a common footwear, but I wear Crocs all the time. Um, I've been a friar for about 20 years, close to 20 years. I've been a priest for 10 years. Uh, I'm a pastor of a beautiful little parish in Oldenburg, Indiana, in southeast Indiana. And, and it's just a great place to be. Uh, it's an enchanted little village. They call it the Village of Spires, and it's just a very picturesque location. Um, uh, pipe smoking, I used to smoke back in the 70s uh, and 80s. Uh, I had quit for maybe about 12 years, and uh, the way I got back into it was very interesting. Uh, last May, one of our parishioners sitting in the very last pew said, Hi, Father Dave, you smoke? And I said, No. And he said, Well, here's a box of cigars. And I said, Well, thanks. And I took them, and they were very nice cigars, but I was giving them away. And with a few left in the box, I said, Well, I haven't had anything to smoke for so long. I think I'll try one of those. And they were really delicious. And he ends up own, owning carousel pipe and tobacco with a partner in Cincinnati, Ohio. And I really got into cigars. I remember how wonderful a pipe tasted. And uh, I had gotten some pipes from them and started exploring the different flavors of pipe tobacco and cigars and pipes, two different flavor universes. And I love both. I love smoking both of them. Uh, I prefer myself uh, Latakia blends and love exploring the different mixtures. After episode three, I really got into the Frog Morton series that Mary McNeil was talking about. What did you do before you uh, joined the church? <laughs> I was an artist. I was a potter. And uh, clay potter's wheel. I had a little studio in Columbus, Ohio, and I did that for, boy, a long time. I think I was a potter for close to 25 years. And uh, the invitation to become enter religious life 
tapped me on the shoulder. Cup kept getting stronger and stronger, and uh, I left that uh, potter's way of life and entered religious life, and been really thrilled to death with it ever since. Uh, I love what I'm doing for a living. I could do this, what I'm doing for a living right now for 200 years every day and never get tired of it. It always amazes me when I meet people in the hobby that are true Renaissance people and an artist and now into the higher calling. (laughs) Do you remember your first pipe? Probably a Dr. Grabo because my uncle smoked Dr. Grabo's and half and half, and I just remember that delightful aroma as a little kid, and I would always be begging him, oh, oh Uncle Pelly, light that pipe up one more time. I just love that smell, and that's always, that aroma, and that's always stuck with me. And uh, so the early childhood experiences of that, but I really enjoy uh it's just a very relaxed. What I like about pipe or cigar, it's a, it's not it's a a ritual of smoking. Certain things you do when you prepare a cigar to smoke it. Certain things when you're loading a pipe and choosing a tobacco and that initial light and tamping it down and enjoying the the taste and the aroma and it, it's a, it's a fun exploration. It's a, it's really a fun hobby for me, a passion. You mentioned that you've moved to Latakia's. What were you smoking prior to that? Mm, I've always preferred the uh, Latakia or the English blends. I was never an aromatic smoker, and I, I, I just loved exploring those a lot. I remember back in the uh, 90s, there was one particular blend. It had an incredible aroma, and I've never been able to put my finger on it. It, it was an, Eng, an English blend or a Latakia blend. And as I searched through, you know, explore these different Latakia blends, that first light, I I smell it, and almost there, but not quite yet. And I, don't, I can't recall the name of it. London Mixture comes to mind, but that's not quite what we did. Dunhill's London Mixture, but I'm still searching for that for that blend. And that's part of the hobby that I enjoy is that your your memory has the you have the memory of the taste, but you don't have the memory of the product. And it could have been a time and place or a situation where you had that memory, and you may not ever really find the exact tobacco again. Yeah, for what I've been reading, a lot of blends are just lost. But the olfactory sense is the strongest sense that we have as human beings. Imagine that's something you're smelling that would instantly snap you back to your childhood. Every time I smell a Zippo lighter, I think of my great-grandfather lighting his pipes <laughs> yeah. and using a Zippo, and we'd run over to try to blow it out. <laughs> so We've talked about the tobacco that you like. What kind of pipes? Uh, I really like Savinelli pipes. Uh, I've got a, a lot of the state pipes that I, I've had collected over the years. When I got back into pipe smoking, I found a bunch of old pipes that I had tucked away in a drawer or a box, and it was, it was kind of a joy to bring those out when I got back into the hobby. But uh, lately, I've discovered Savinelli pipes, and I've really, uh, really enjoyed those, as well as uh, uh, Brigham pipes from Canada. No, uh, 
No, no prompting there either. Thank you. <laughs> uh, do you use the Do you use the the balsa filter with it, or? Yes, I do. I, I, I like the I like the filter. The balsa filter is really nice. I, you know, I go back to non-filtered, and it just hits me a little too strong. And then when it's time to pull out that balsa filter, I'm glad I put it in there because it's pretty gunked up. But I find that they don't interfere with uh, flavor or aroma at all, and I change them pretty frequently every two or three smokes. You are the first person that we've talked to that is a uh, proponent of filtered or a system pipe. You're many first, all in one. Uh, uh. Cigar-wise, did what taste, what preferences do you have in cigars? Uh, well, the, the shop that I go to, I, I love going and spending my Mondays off there because uh, I walk in and it's a very old school place. You walk into this shop and it's the glass tobacco shop, uh, glass tobacco shop, t- jars lining a big work table the scales a couple cigar humidors and the aroma in there is it's been there for over 40 years and the aroma is just stunning when i walk in there everybody that walks in breathes deep but cigars uh i i have a wide variety uh gisperts i really enjoy um i like darker blends also some of the maduros i tried some uh, aroma de cuba La Roma de Cuba cigars, those are very nice. Onyx, um, Oliva, um, Maduro's, um, Punch. Uh, let's see what else. Chubbies, those are great. But I, I, every time I go in, I'm always sampling different cigars. I got a cigar humidor in my uh, in my study that it's a hold seventy five. I've probably got eighty in there in a real wide variety, and. Uh, you know, I enjoy both cigars and pipes quite a bit. When we come back in just a minute, we'll talk about the holiday season with Father Dave. I have scoured the endless expanse of the universe looking for the perfect pipe, and after years of searching, I have found it right here on Earth. The best pipes in the universe, only at CupoJoes.com. There's nothing quite like fishing at dawn, or smoking my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe. An American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. Check them out at CornCobPipe.com. We are back with Father Dave. Uh, Father Dave, how did you get started smoking? Oh, I'll, I'll go back into the high school days. I would, uh, you know, get some cigarettes from friends and try them. And, you know, found a few places where they'd sell me a cigarette. And I'd come home from high school, cigarette stash in the book bag, walk up the steps into the house, and my mom would bend and bend over and say, welcome home, honey, and give me a kiss and welcome me home. And All right, you've been smoking. Give them over. And she'd find them in my book bag and pitch them out. And that only lasted too long. Once I got to college, I, you know, continued smoking. And I gave up cigarettes probably about 15 years ago. But uh, what I like about pipes and cigars, it's not about the nicotine thing. Uh, It's about the flavor and the aroma thing. And Pipes and cigars, as I said, I see as two different 
completely different flavor and aroma universes and uh, that's what I'm really enjoying about pipe smoking and every time I try a different blend it's a totally different experience and it's it's a lot of fun. How many different blends do you have open right now? Probably about five or six. All maybe about eight. All essentially English? Yes. I got all the Frog every single Frog Morton series I have open. A lot of Dunhills that I have open, uh, a Balkan Sobrani that I've tried, Rose of Latakia, uh, a Balkan Supreme, my ever-present Dunhill early morning pipe that overall is my very favorite way to start a day after Mass or after weekend service just to go outside and light up a bowl and, oh, that just tastes and smells fantastic with a hot cup of coffee. Speaking of Mass, and coming from somebody who is uh, not Christian or Catholic, what was your Christmas like? Well, I'm a Roman Catholic priest, so it's all about the liturgy. And as Roman Catholic priests, we uh, celebrate the fact that God loved us so much he became human and was born in the form of Jesus. And uh, we celebrate that every Christmas Mass, and that's the primary focus of my Christmas is the uh, God made incarnate in Jesus. My whole Christmas season revolves around that. Uh, I think we've probably all seen little manger scenes out there and I have a nice manger scene in our dining room and it's a, a beautiful handmade manger and right now I just have straw in it and a couple little animals and as we're through this period before Christmas every week I'll add something a little different. Christmas Eve, I'll put the figures in there, the the Holy Family and the baby Jesus, and eventually the wise men, the shepherds are in there. and uh, That's a fun way to do it. It's a very ancient Franciscan tradition to have that Christmas crush scene in your home or in church. We have a beautiful one in the church. Our Holy Family Church in Oldenburg is just famous for its beautiful Christmas decorations, and they're just starting right now, and every week there's a little bit more, and people all people travel from all over to see it and take pictures. But our my focus on Christmas is purely a um, religious one, and I try to back away from all the commercial commercialism and commercials. Unless they're good pipe and pipe tobacco commercials, then it cuts my attention. <laughs> any uh, any special pipes that you pull out for Christmas or a special cigar? Well, oh, for Christmas, I have McClellan's Christmas Blend 2012, and I've had that can unopened for several months now, and I'm not going to open that up until Christmas Day. That will be my Christmas smoke, and I'll, I'll, I'll enjoy trying that one. Any special celebrations for the upcoming New Year? I don't make any. Uh, well, we celebrate the New Year in the church, of course. Um, I just hope to become a better person, a more kind and a more loving person, a more understanding person. That's what I want to see in 2013 and try to focus those changes on myself and not on anybody else. Because the only person that likes change is a baby with dirty diapers. <laughs> <laughs> or or the guy standing at the counter at the fast food restaurant. Yeah, that's yeah, that's right. When we're talking about pipes, what's your favorite shape? Canadian. There's just something about the Canadian shape, that oval shank and stem 
the billiard shape that just really appeals to me. Uh, the pipe shop man that I go to on my days off is, oh, Dave, you got to try a, a bent because once you try a bent, you'll never go back to those straight pipes. And I've got a uh, Savinelli Honey, and I've got a bent of that, and I've got a Savinelli Honey Billiard, and both those are just lovely pipes. The grain and the woodwork on them are just fantastic. The stem is just beautiful, and uh, they they smoke. <laughs> they smoke great from the very first time you load them up from that first bowl. But I've learned to break in pipes extremely gently, and uh, I'll have a pipe one, you know, a bowl of a new pipe one day, and then I'll wait till the next day, because I'm gradually learning not to turn my tongue into a cat-scratching post. (laughs) (laughs) How long have you been on the forums? I think ever since I came across your site on the Internet, and ever since episode one, and I was just enthralled with your show, and I love making little comments here and there, and polite comments, of course, because I'm a Catholic priest, a good Franciscan friar, but uh, really enjoyed the show and find them very informative and look forward to every episode, because I've learned something uh, about pipe smoking every single episode that I find very enjoyable. Have you uh, made any new pipe-smoking friends from your time on the forums? Reacquainted myself, well, the ex-pastor from our parish, uh, Father Rock, as I said, is a lifelong parish. He came over, uh, a lifelong friend. He was the, my vocation director also, and uh, he came here for a visit. And it's no smoking in the in the church, in the friary, but I said, heck, you're here. Let's close the door, go to my office, and smoke up some bowls. And we sure did, and it was great. And he's a Captain Black gold smoker. And uh, I'm meeting new pipe smokers all the time at the little uh, tobacco shop that I go to in Cincinnati, Carousel Tobacco. And Do you have a special prayer for pipe smokers or for pipes? Yes, I do, I think. My prayer would be, well, if you ever noticed, every once in a while, when your palate is just right, you can smoke a bowl and it's like it just tastes like a smoke from heaven. Everything is just perfect about that smoke. And that happens with a cigar once in a while and a, uh, and a pipe. And I just pray to all the brothers of the briar that are you're blessed with a good palate and you can taste and appreciate all the work that went into those blends and uh, appreciate them to their fullness and enjoy them in good health. Amen. Amen. And with that, I'd like to say Thank you for joining us. You've been a pleasure and a treat. Thank you very much. And if I could say one thing more. Sure. Brothers and sisters of the briar and the leaf, 10,000 blessings, happy Hanukkah, and Merry Christmas from sun-buttered Oldenburg, Indiana. We'll be back in just a minute. Smokingpipes.com has been my family's tradition for over 10 years. 
My granddad enjoys his evening pipe on the front porch. My father prefers his in the study, and well, me, I like to hang outside the local coffee shop with a pipe in one hand and my smartphone in the other. The best selection is at SmokingPipes.com. They always have the exact pipe I'm looking for. Savinelli, Peterson, Dunhill, and great stuff from dozens of top artisans around the world. Plus, they have over 70 tobacco brands with 750 blends to choose from. Lighters, tampers, tobacco jars, yep, they have that too. But the best part about SmokingPipes.com is that it's easy to order from my computer, tablet, or even my smartphone. And if Granddad has trouble with technology, he can always call them at 1-888-366-0345. I heard that. Do you think I'm deaf? I'm the one who told you about SmokingPipes.com, and I had a smartphone before you. You kids today, blah, blah, blah. SmokingPipes.com. Make it your family tradition. Welcome back. All right, so I got to admit, uh, Father Dave and I spoke, uh, recorded this over the phone a couple weeks ago, and uh, in re-listening to his interview, that was part of the uh, inspiration for doing pipe parts and explaining the system and filter pipes. I really found it interesting talking to him because he is relatively new back into pipe smoking and how he's on that personal discovery of... Uh, pipes and he and i uh just kind of hit it off over the phone and thought it'd be fun to record it and i hope you enjoyed it truly one of the great guys out there in the uh, pipe smoking community and just a regular pipe smoker like us on uh... alert one alert one incoming emergency action message so in the mailbag um first let me start off with a friend of mine on facebook ron Ask me if I knew of any places in uh, Paris where uh, somebody could smoke. Good smoking, pipe smoking spots in Paris. Having never been to France, I don't know. So I'm putting the question out there to all of you. Anybody been to France and can recommend to uh, my friend Ron on where he can go and smoke his pipe and maybe have a drink or something like that, let us know. Post it on the forums and uh, I'll make sure and forward it on to him. Uh probably going to say his name wrong but Ladislav Kubik from Serbia listening to the show and enjoying his pipes glad to know we're uh, making it all through Eastern Europe Scotso yes there are there's a lot of other good books out there on uh, pipe smoking and stuff like that I picked out a few that I've read and mentioned them there's a ton more and a ton of older books too uh may do an episode with a uh, with an actual coffee roaster who's also a pipe smoker trying to work out that interview so that'll be fun for all of us and our own kevin godby yes that was frank blues from lane that showed me the uh concave tamper and how to keep the uh round uh round dome top to a bowl um not gonna make this a shameless plug but i will say that uh Brigham and I have designed a tamper that's available for sale on uh, many of the, your favorite retailers that uh, should be about 10 bucks, and it's uh, the same kind of tamper that I use. Um, answer to the trivia question, is St. Claude, France? Yeah, that's the birthplace of the modern-day Briar Pipe. Um, I do want to say that uh, because of the holidays and because of a bunch of stuff going on at home, I didn't have time to really pull up a new uh, trivia question for this week or spend much time researching it. So 
if you all will excuse me, I'm going to uh, skip a week on uh, trivia. Uh, one observation from uh, Grant's interview that uh, came up. Yeah, there is a lot of really talented musicians in our hobby. A ton of them. And I've uh, oftentimes wanted to uh, organize an impromptu jam session, especially like the Chicago Pipe Show. Everybody bring their instruments or maybe we can get the uh, Chicago Pipe Pipe Club to uh, park some instruments in the uh, in the smoking tent on uh, Friday night and Saturday night and have an impromptu pipe smoking jam session there. So Chicago Pipe Club guys, if you're listening. Uh, the other thing with Father Dave, there's also a uh, large member of the large amount of members of the hobby that are also members of the clergy or uh, We've got a vast array of really talented folks in this wonderful little hobby of ours. Speaking of wonderful, talented people in this little hobby of ours, uh, Dan Locklear, composer, Professor Dan, I found another piece of his that is, I think, absolutely perfect for this time of year. So I thought I would play you from Dan's Symphony of Seasons, since we made it to the winter solstice, here is just a portion of the winter movement.
that was just a portion of the winter movement. It is Dan Locklear's Symphony of Seasons to hear the rest of it. All right, coming up next week. Hey, guess what? I already know who we're going to be talking to next week. Chris Tarler, Cornell and Deal will be with me. Remember the show's every... Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time is when a new episode goes up on PipesMagazine.com. We're trying to get it onto as many podcast servers for you as possible, depending on what kind of uh, podcast service you like, if you want to save a copy of it and listen to it at a later date. Always look forward to uh, reading comments posted on the forums about the show. Love hearing what all you uh, listeners out there think of the show. Got any ideas, any feedback, let me know what you think. If you're on iTunes, give us a rating, please. That would be much appreciated and uh, helpful for us. In just a minute, the last rant of 2012. This is Internet Radio. Fact. Cup of Joe's is the largest selection of pipes and tobaccos on the web. Fact, for over 17 years, Cup of Joe's has maintained the highest standard in customer service. Fact, your thumb is the same length as your nose. Told you, cupofjoes.com. Cowboy. Cowboy. This year, for Christmas, as usual, or has been the tradition for several years, I got a couple of movies that were on my Christmas list, and a couple other folks in my house got some movies that were on their list. Well, let me point out two movies to you in particular. Men in Black 3 and Beast of the Southern Wild. Now, we got both of those for Christmas. Both of those are set in time and place. In Men in Black 3 in particular, they go back to the moon launch in 1969. They go back in time from modern-day New York and travel back to an event that happens right around the moon launch. Beast of the Southern Wild is a uh, fictional fantasy movie based on a uh, small area in southern Louisiana. Now, in Men in Black 3, when they go back in time, I'm sitting there thinking, all right, it's 1969, it's going to be New York City, and then they travel down to southern Florida. Did I see one pipe smoker in the crowd? No. In fact, did I see any smoking in the crowd? You saw a little bit in the background, but not as much as would have been in the real 1969, let alone all the businessmen in Manhattan walking up and down the street by the Chrysler building, you were bound to see a pipe smoker. Did I see one in the movie? Not that I could tell. Beast of the Southern Wild, set in the bayou, the very low, low country, low bayou of Louisiana. Did you see the smoking that you would expect to see in that area of the woods? No. Did I see any Perique? No. But these are movies, and nowadays a movie, if it has smoking in it, it gets an automatic rating of PG-13. So, in order to not upset the censors, now movies are 
changing the reality of the areas that they're filmed in. 1969, I should have seen a pipe in Manhattan. I almost guarantee you in the 1960s, you would have seen a man walking down the street with a pipe in his mouth. But because of the current day censorship and the current day rating systems, can't show that evil tobacco being used. That's what I got for you this week. Hey, I wish everybody a very happy, safe, and sane New Year's. I'll be staying up till midnight. Smoke my pipe at the uh, stroke of 12. Gonna sure miss seeing uh, Dick Clark in uh, Times Square this year, but like anything, enjoy the moment that you're in. Take time to relax and enjoy, and Happy New Year to everyone. Until next time. When we're together Just sing a song And think about sunny weather Happy Happy New Year. In this country, we say Happy New Year. Ha!